Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. This week, we're continuing with the series titled, Spring Forward. Bishop Clark utilizes Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19 as the foundation scripture for part one of the message, Out with the Old, In with the New. Out with the Old, In with the New. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm about to do in your life. Trim Nation, the Spirit of God says, reset the ministry of truth reveal. Our timing is off. Uh, success has been delayed. Uh, systems are frustrated. Vision tarries. Values have been compromised, even ignored. And the voice of praise has gone silent for many of us in the house of the Lord. But the reset is going to cause the ministry of truth reveal to realign itself. Our timing will synchronize. Success will be on time. I'm decreeing and declaring that as you sow, you begin to see the harvest come to pass. I believe that success will not be delayed anymore, nor denied for many of God's people, for you. That our systems, glory to God, are going to be revamped and reset and become more efficient and effective. And that uh, as we have written the vision down and made it plain. It will not tarry any longer. It is time for it to manifest. That our values will not be ignored. Values are very important. Your value, as you honor them, will determine your worth. Your value. <laughs> your worth increases when you begin to honor values. The principles that God has laid out in the word of God. And the voice of praise, the voice of wisdom, the voice of faith, the voice of the bride will be heard. Uh, as we dealt with uh, reset in the past, it is an acronym. But before we get to that, you need to understand that God is about to rearrange and reorganize some things here. As it goes uh, for our ministry, let it go for your personal life. There's some things that need to be rearranged, reorganized. It needs to be set back in its initial state. For others, it needs to just be broken down and we need to see things uh, become anew. All things are made new. That's what I love about 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. It says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. New creation. Old things are past. 
But all things are become new. Yet many of us haven't experienced the new things of God. You know why? Because old things are still a part of our lives. There must be a separation from the old and an embrace of the new. And so if we're new in Christ, that's our reality. Yet we need to renew our minds to experience the new. To adjust again. Many of us need to adjust again after a new initial failure. Some of us have made some mistakes and some of us are trying to bounce back. A sudden death, an issue happening in the home can cause us to have to readjust. This is time. This is the time to reset. How different would your life be uh, if you asked God to set things anew and sincerely meant it? What would change if you asked God to set things anew? What would your daily routines look like if you asked God to set things anew? What would change about your routine if God set it anew? Your associations if God set it anew? The people that you hang out with, the clubs that you're a part of, the cliques that you're a part of right now. What would happen if you asked God to set your daily routines anew? Would your present attitude be able to survive in a new climate? Would your present disposition be able to thrive in a brand new climate? Would your attitude suffocate in a fresh new climate? It wouldn't be able to thrive. You would have to develop a new attitude. Some of us are underwater in our attitude and we have to put on some type of apparatus and get artificial oxygen to stay there. God wants you to pop up out of that and start breathing naturally. Some people thrive on this function. They think it's natural, but it's not. It's not. When we come to the earth, usually we come in head first. Some people come in breached, feet first, trying to walk before they know. Making steps and haven't been encouraged and educated and renewed to make those kinds of leaps. And what we want to do is make sure the head is in the game and the feet follow, not the opposite way. The world tries to walk first. Even the devil walks in the earth seeking whom he may devour. But when we come in the earth, our head needs to be in the game first. When you enter in a business, you don't learn on the job. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you need to know something about the business. Need to know more than the, than the customer knows. Get your head in the game. If you're going to run any corporation, and we believe that God is, is stirring up that, that, that genius in you, that creative idea. Amen. And so let God work something fresh and new out in your life. Is that Kayla? Hey, Kayla, how you doing? All right. You're in the right place at the right time, girl. By the way, you all, Megan went to the prom last night. Yeah. Megan. <laughs> I didn't get in the bed till 2 o'clock because I don't sleep when my baby's out. I don't sleep. I can't rest when my child is out somewhere. 
<laughs> Some of you guys snoring and going home with your baby out. Look like Jeff tired too. He can't sleep when his baby's out. <laughs> it's good to have them home, right? That's what I'm glad about that our children can come home. Sometimes it needs to be set anew. Glory to God. This is the year to invite everybody home. Let's eat dinner together. Let's break bread. This is the year. Call them up, especially the ones who won't come home regularly. Call them up. Bring them home. Let God speak something fresh and new. It may be a brand new beginning for you. Hallelujah. Now, I feel that in my spirit. Some of us need to use the dinner table. Forget all that. That happened 10, 15 years ago. Forget it. I'm about to do something new. Glory to God. Thank you, God. I'm about to do something new in your life. Hmm. He's already begun it. Even as I speak, the Holy Spirit is moving out over the darkness. And he's hovering over that darkness. Over that chaos. Hallelujah. Waiting for God to release a word. Let there be light. And the reconstruction, the new thing, has already begun. Hallelujah. Just feel that in my soul. What would happen if you asked God to step in? Would your attitude shift? Yes, it would shift. And our outcomes would positively shift as well. If your attitude shifts, if your output shifts, your outcome will shift as well. Not only shift, it will shift up, upwardly. We're going up. I'm believing God that all of us are going up. When I go into the school system, I was up at Rockledge uh, ministering to the, uh, the youth, the, the teachers there. Uh, Elder Jesse got open the door for him to go in and to speak and to teach leadership to those kids. He invited myself. And he invited Pastor Dave in. And the three of us were able to go in and share some things with them. It was wonderful. They received it well. Uh, well over a thousand kids were ministered to. And the principal of that school was a wonderful young 34, 35-year-old male. I believe he's a believer because he was open to instruction. And he opened it. I've never done nothing like this. I've never seen it. Okay. The doors are opening for believers to go into the school system right now. Everybody's talking about prayers out of the school, but don't worry about that. You need to be in the school. We need to mentor these kids, and he's opening up the doors. He's opening doors like that, something new and fresh. We keep talking about what was taken from the school when you should be the presence in the school. So even if they don't pray, you can still pray under your voice, under your, under your breath. You can speak in tongues under your breath. Nobody can stop what's going on in your mind. And prayer has never been about how loud you are. It's about how much faith you have. 
God, touch him. Touch that attitude in Jesus' name. Touch him in the name of the Lord Jesus. God, I bless you. I'm slinging all up in this office. I'm going to sling some more before they get in here. I'm going to do what I need to do to set the atmosphere. And I don't have to shout. I can speak and the Holy Ghost can move. I don't have to shout and wave my hands and twist and do all of those things that I do in my former church. I can come into this office. I can come in this classroom and command that the atmosphere shift and change in the name of the Lord Jesus. Can somebody say amen? God opened the door for Elder Jesse to go into school. He was organized. He did it well. I came in. One of the things I was asking, or I made the kids chant, I had them to chant, is that I'm all the way up. Glory to God. You're not going down. I'm all the way up. They were working with it too. I'm all the way up. That's right. Nothing can stop me because I'm all the way up. And I believe God wants us to shift upward. Think about that. You're shifting upward. Not just lateral but there's a decline. No, we're going up in the things of God, up in revenue, up in attitude, up in influence, up in association. The best way to make a change is to ensure that one's focus is intact. You want to make a change, make sure you're focused. If you want to go up, then look up. You want to go down, then look down. They'll tell you as you ride, ride in a car. If you want to catch a curb, don't look right before the car. You have to look down the road and you will naturally flow with it. When a motorcycle, if you look down the road, look down the road, you need to take a curb. You look down the road and you just flow with the curb. You don't look right, right in front of you all afraid. You got to look down the road and your body will naturally lean into the curb, especially when you're riding a motorcycle. I went through that too in 2007. Motorcycle friend, motorcycle, had a motorcycle issue. Just buying motorcycles and riding them, and I did it. All throughout the county. I did it all throughout the county. And after a while, I saw, <laughs> I went to the hospital, and this guy had a, had a major a major wreck and he didn't have a helmet on and I was looking at him in the gravel that was in his elbows and, and <laughs> I said, I lost all interest. I sold it all. Sold out. <laughs> when I look at it, the way he was breathing up there <laughs> and nobody was helping him. <laughs> the nurse came up and said, are you all right? He said, yes. It hurts. <laughs> he said, well, you should have had, had your helmet on. He was talking to him like that. I said, Lord, you must be speaking to me. I'm done. <laughs> One time my wife and daughter was up at Cracker Barrel and I came in on my motor's like boom, 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 boom. I did it. And they they uh they said, Well, we're going to the church anyway. I said, All right, follow me. And I got on the road, boom, boom, boom. came all the way to the church. And when I got out, they were crying. Oh, daddy. <laughs> you were riding that thing. That's right, I did. <laughs> But I'm out of that now. I'm done. I'm done. I want a car now. I don't want a motorcycle. Don't listen. If you go out there to do that, make sure you got proper insurance that your wife, in case something happened to you, won't have to work for five years at least. Amen. 
And so I want you to think about this. The best way to make a change is to ensure that one's focus is intact. Look down the road, focus. Look down the road. We need to start doing that. If you want, if you want to get down the road, look down the road. If you want to go up, look up. If you want to make a connection in business, start looking that way. Focus on it. If you want a new friend, focus on the friendship. Now, let me tell you, share, share something with you. I was in a meeting where a lady stood up and said, this is what she said publicly. Can we all introduce ourselves to each other? I don't know anyone here. She wasn't the moderator. She wasn't the person in charge. But that she stood up and made that statement. I want to get to know everybody here. I thought that was peculiar. Okay, we can do it. So the moderator said, okay, let everybody stand up and introduce yourselves. Well, some people, when you say that, they feel like they need to give you a resume. <laughs> I looked at my clock. I said, this one statement is going to take us another 30 minutes if we keep doing this. We've already been there. I got things to do. My daughter has to go to the prom. I got stuff going on in my life. We had a memorial service here as well. All kinds of things are going on. I can't be here all day, right? That's what I'm saying in my mind. This other lady, this may be the only thing she has going on all day long. So, of course, you want to flex, right? So she says, I want everybody to introduce themselves. And everybody did it, introduced themselves, and then it got to her. And she got up. I do taxes, and I do so-and-so and so, and I want all of you all to know what I do. What, the reason why she wanted us to introduce ourselves, because she wanted a moment to pass her business card. That was her mindset. Let me tell you something. If you're greeting people, this is a reset, and you're already thinking about business when you see them, you're going to miss the business. You got to build friends. You gain friends and influence people, but the friendship is more than the business deal. That's what it should mean more to you. The friendship, out of the friendship comes the business. When I saw her, the way she flexed, I said, well, that's the reason why she wanted all of us to introduce ourselves because she wanted the business. Don't, 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 uh, don't, don't find yourself in that arena because I was totally turned off from that. And a lot of people will be turned off from you if they see you shake a hand and the first thing you, they hear, I'm shaking your hand, but I'm really not after the handshake, the warmth and the security. I'm after business. Remember that, especially in the church, we need to understand that. When you greet people, you want to genuinely greet them. If you're an usher or a greeter at the door, you're working with guest services, guests are important. Not what you feel or what you think. The guest is important. If you're standing at that door, what people see should be important to you. If you're leaning on the wall, you got security on your chest, leaning on the wall, talking to a friend. What do they say about security here? This is a soft target. You're too relaxed. We'll keep moving. It would be better not to have anybody out there than to have someone that says security and you're leaning like this here on the wall, having a good time. What does it say? This is not your porch. You're not drinking mint and julep and bad mouth in your country. This is the house of God. 
You can't sit there now. You can't do it. You won't see that in any movie theater. You won't see it in any government facility. You won't see it in any mall. The security person standing there drinking coffee and talking while everybody's walking around. They have to be on alert. I have a Segway. I took it up to the mall there. A guy had a Segway, but mine was more flashy. It's just, uh, it's nicer. I put nice worms on it. I made sure it's, uh, I have to walk like that. I have to ride like that, right? I have to be that way. It's a two-wheel uh, scooter, and it's just, it's fast. It goes where I wanted to go. Well, I got it cleared in the mall. Well, this security guy, he was upset because I had a Segway. So I heard him on the radio. Shh, we need to take him down. We need to take him down. We need to take him down. I heard him on the radio. I said, man, why don't you go and catch a criminal? Do you see any criminals riding up in the mall on a Segway? Get a criminal. Why are you up on me? I, we got to take him down. Gotta, <laughs> you, better, you better bring a shovel, son. Okay. But again, I had to respect him. He was on the job. He was looking. He was trying to make sure that I was legit. It was just misdirected. Catch the shoplifter, man, not the one who's on the Segway. So when it was all said and done, I said, okay, John. Your name, his name wasn't John. Okay, John, you know, we're of the same ethnicity. You're very aggressive with me. I want you to be this, just as aggressive with everybody. You profiling me? Be the same way with everybody, John. If you're going to be that way, be it, the, be it with everyone. I'm the same way with everyone. If I get on you, I'll get on everybody that looks like me or doesn't look like me. If it's the issue that I'm after, that's how you should be. I try to meet friends before I deal with business. Before I get you to come to my church, I want to know who you are and want you to know who I am. I never open up. What church do you go to? Yeah, you need to come to my Never do that. I say, how are you doing? How are your kids? Are you a church goer? No. I'm looking for a church. And then I would introduce it. If they say, I go to a church. And I say, what church is that? That's a wonderful church. Great pastor. Stay connected. Don't just go. Make sure you're connected. Engage. What would happen if we reset and all of us that came here today came to the next service, but we didn't come to hear the preaching. We came to serve in the next service. What would happen? What would happen in a week after that? If we reset it now, you got the word at eight o'clock, but the next service, I'm not just going home and I'm going to relax. I'm here to serve in whatever capacity, whether it's singing praise, if I can sing praise, or I'm an usher or a greeter or working with children in the next service. What would happen to our service? You know what would happen? It would explode. That's what would happen. We must reset, get in a different mindset. Every reset must engage in a little spring cleaning. And so 1 John 1 and 19, I'm sorry, 1 and 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's what? Faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. John really says, if we confess our sins, he never, it's plural. 
So John is talking to believers. He's not saying that believers don't commit sin. He said believers commit sins. Believers commit sins, not just the people in the street. Remember, sin is not just major stuff that we all like to like to like to protest. Sin can have if you have doubt, uh, unbelief is sin. The scripture says doubt is not sin, but unbelief. Scripture says that you say I don't believe it. You said I don't believe it. That's a sin to God. It means to miss the mark. So John says if we confess our sins, that means that's humility. If you just say, Lord God, I know that I commit sin. It is not my heart, but it's just all around me. And I'm asking you to forgive me. Scripture says he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I like Luke chapter 5 and verse 36. Jesus gave them an illustration. No one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and use it to patch an old garment. Then the new garment would be ruined and the new patch wouldn't even match the old garment. This is how it's done. Verse 37. And no one puts new wine in an old wineskin. For the new wine would burst the wine skins spilling the wine and ruin the skins new wine verse 38 must be placed in new wine skins in today's economic and social climate we all have our struggles financially and emotionally are you tired frustrated do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2476. That's reference number 2476. 
just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. King David said this. He said, I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed beg bread. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above your ability but will with every test also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God loves you and so do I. I want you to be encouraged. Lift up your head and let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King? He's our Lord, our Savior. He's mighty and strong and he's mighty to fight in every battle that you're facing. Until next time, God bless you and keep you is my prayer.